friends. Welcome back to We Love Lucy. I'm Allison Werma. I'm Corinne Eckhart. And I'm Molly Lyons. Um, so yeah, we're back here again talking about I Love Lucy. <laughs> And, and also, we are joined by a special guest today. Yes, we are. Who is it? We are joined by the very funny stand-up comedian, Jen O'Donnell. Yay, Jen! Yay! Welcome! Hi! Thank you, guys. Even little tiny claps. I love tiny it. Claps. Tiny claps! Golf claps. Thank you. Hello. I'm excited to be here. What a blessing. It's Thank an honor so for us for you to be here. <laughs> it's an honor being nominated <laughs> to be here. To, to be here, sitting on the couch with you guys, talking about Lucy. Now they know we have a couch. Oh, so exciting. Yeah. Really, it's a really cute couch. It actually is. It looks like a good couch to sleep on. Before we get into the episode this week, we're going to take a minute for our listeners to get to know Jen just a little bit. So we're going to just ask some questions. Fun. Here it comes. I'm ready. ready. I didn't prepare any answers. I feel like I want your listeners to know this. I'm coming at this blind. We want it like... We want off the cuff. Yeah. We're going to yes and these questions. (laughs) (laughs) So the first one, Tricky. Who are you and what do you do? Oh, okay. I'm Jen O'Donnell. I'm a stand-up comedian. I'm also a reality television development executive, which means that my job is to sell reality TV shows. So those are two worlds where, like, at the end of the day, the world is insane. (laughs) Uh, It requires a lot of patience. And it's very entertaining. So I guess I meet a lot of interesting people every single minute of the day. So I do stand-up here in L.A., and I run a show and a podcast and do reality TV. And who is the first woman you remember seeing on TV? Ooh, that's an interesting question. The very first thing that came to mind was local news anchors. Mm-hmm. I grew up in Buffalo. It's like a small town. Our news anchors were celebrities. Linda Pellegrino was the weather lady in Buffalo. <laughs> and she would do like birthday shout outs. My mom had submitted my sister's name. And so like Linda Pellegrino said happy birthday to my sister. And it was like, that's like, <laughs> oh my God. Because it was like in Buffalo, I mean, especially weather people were like <laughs> you're an extra celebrity. Like you basically are like reading the sky. It's like the most important topic in the world is meteorology. <laughs> Uh, people in <laughs> Buffalo talk about the weather like people in LA talk about the traffic. Mm. It's like how you got somewhere, where you're going, what's tomorrow going to be like. It's a big deal. So yeah, I think that, and I think that that's actually a big part of why I was a little bit drawn to entertainment in the form of sort of like, I guess like nonfiction in a way, because mm. I really respected like women who were being taken seriously on camera, but like had a personality. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't know. That was the first thing that came to mind. That's an interesting question. I like that. So what shows or characters are most in line with your comedic sensibility? I'm just going to give you my first answer. I actually feel like there's not a lot of television and shows that are actually in line with what I like to talk about and what I like to do. And this actually comes a lot from my experience with reality TV and why I decided about a year ago I quit my full-time development job because I was working for companies that just made stuff for men. And everything that's considered quote-unquote smart in cable TV is considered male skewing. And so with I had like a cool show idea about how to make history in a funny way or like how to talk about current events in a funny way, that's deemed male skewing because cable television doesn't believe that there's like a female audience for things that aren't relationship based or like really there's two worlds for women in television in the cable landscape and it's crime televisions like women as victims and female relationship shows so like 
Real Housewives and things like that. So it's like you either have a choice to like flip tables or get murdered. And <laughs> so that's about right. Yeah. So and and I guess in some terms, like the closest that I feel like is something that I identify with or would say like that's a dream show to be on are shows like Drunk History, where it's like you're able to take things that are unique and interesting and like have takeaway and have like a comedic spin. That feels like very close to me. But then that said, I love like Mindy Kaling and I love the idea of being able to like have female fronted comedies that do like I don't necessarily think that shows about relationships and shows about things that women talk about are anything less than. I think that it's great that we have the opportunity to talk about those kinds of things. I think my answer is that I I hope that there's like a whole army of women coming in and being like here's the stuff that we want to make and we know there's an audience so let's find it we're part of that yeah we're part of that movement (laughs) we're on board with that why do ladies like murder shows like like there's a whole psychology to it i think like the whole true crime thing is that we at a young age i mean i used to joke about this my mom and my godmother were obsessed with crime Mm -hmm. from a young age and i was very aware of like the fact that i was a potential victim yeah from an early age and the things they would teach you of like things you should never and it's very well meaning yeah well it's because we have to consider the fact that like crime is a possibility yeah at, like to be at the receiving end of crime constantly yeah. when men it's just like oh i guess i could think about violence yeah it's like no yeah. no, no that's like it's a part of your everyday the life the dna yeah. of your day so there is like this kind of weird gross this fantasy thing that's just like this person is a victim and i'm not it's like being able to be like oh this is just entertainment it's not real and like i work on the i just finished a show that was true crime i had to basically write out 20 pages of two true crimes of like a woman who was murdered and a woman who was murdered and you know from the network every single beat you need to hit did the husband do it did the um, neighbor do it and it's always somebody who you know because you're more likely to be murdered by a person who you know but I know that like all of those crime beats that are like these things that like you have to see in a crime story that you have to hit I know those are things that like hit these like certain parts of our brains that are this ultimate fear as a woman. So it is like cathartic in some way. Okay. And what is your relationship to I Love Lucy? Have you seen an episode before today? Yeah. So my mom loves Lucy. (laughs) I love Lucy. Uh, (laughs) We love Lucy. (laughs) Yeah. I grew up watching it and my mom watched it a lot growing up. So I I think in in some ways, a lot of the episodes all kind of roll into one for me in a way. I don't know if that happens with you guys. But so yeah, I grew up watching it. My mom always loved Lucy and my parents would watch it. And in some ways, I almost feel like my parents' relationship almost kind of, I don't know if it's as a kid, like interpreting it, but I almost feel like my parents' relationship almost modeled theirs in a way. My mom is just like funny and quirky. And my dad's like, what are you doing? But my dad's also super goofy, you know? <laughs> yeah. So my, I don't know. I also grew up in Buffalo, New York. So Lucille Ball was born in Jamestown, yeah. which is an hour away. So one of my nieces lives right in Jamestown and there's nothing in Jamestown. Like it's a very small place. And I asked them if they'd ever been to the Lucy Museum and they were like, no. And I was like, there's literally none. There's like a movie theater, mini golf, and the Lucy Museum. Like that's the whole town. <laughs> so I ended up taking my niece who was 10 at the time and then my other niece was 13, was 13 at the time to the Lucy Desi Museum last oh. summer. Yeah. So it was super fun. And they both, like, had seen a few episodes, too. At the museum, they have a little setup where you can do the Vegemita my Vitamita Vegemita. <laughs> I knew I could, like, say it, and you'd be like, I got it. Um, <laughs> they have it set up so that you could do the commercial. 
And they, have, I know, <laughs> and then they have like a little black and white TV and you can film it. It's super cute. My nieces loved it. So my relationship with her is that I feel like she is like such a huge force of moving the line for female comics. Totally. And so it was really cool to like take my nieces there and be like, here's a woman who like set out to do something, who made a huge impact. Something that I think is just so interesting is that she was such a powerhouse that she was able to bring Desi in, even though networks wanted to shut him out. And they, she was able to really, um, I think, especially for a time, like really usher in big changes. And I can't imagine how hard it was for her then. Mm -hmm. Like, I can't imagine how hard it must have been then because even if she was doing what she was doing now, it would have had um, some pushback. So visiting that place and then also just, I don't know, feeling like she's Kels from my hometown was like pretty special. Yeah. yeah. Well, that brings us to our next question, which I think I, I have a guess what the answer is. Mm. Are you a Fred, Lucy, Ethel, or Ricky? Definitely not a Fred. I'm both an Ethel and a Lucy. I feel like maybe all women are, yeah. you know? You're someone's Ethel and you're someone else's 100%. Lucy. 100%. Like I could pick 10 girlfriend relationships and be like, I'm a Lucy, I'm an Ethel. Feel like we all are yep. in some regards. Yin yang. Yeah, I love an <laughs> Ethel. I love an Ethel. Everybody needs an Ethel. Everybody needs a Lucy. How are women being depicted today on screen, and how different do you think it is from Lucy's time, or not different? I thought that there were some interesting similarities, even in like the episode that I watched. And I know we're going to get into it, but I think that the sort of like, ha ha, women are silly. That was like the one note laugh that they keep getting. I think we still very much see that now because we've based all of like our ideas about like what is a social norm on like what we watch on television. So we are like, oh, that must be what women are like because we see it on TV. So there's this weird fine line of like, what is like art reflecting life and the opposite. I definitely think that we are making progress, even though sometimes it doesn't feel like it. But I think that we are for sure moving forward. I think there's a progression for sure. I'm thinking about the episode when he comes home and she's like, has the baby and she's like, oh, I just wanted you to see him. And then she just like puts the baby down. The baby goes down right away. She's wearing a beautiful evening gown. It like (laughs) seemed like it was just like the easiest thing to like be home with a child all day and then be like, okay, now we're done. Uh, (laughs) It was just like, I was just like, I don't think people um, right now, I think if you focus group that, they'd be like, she's not going to be wearing an evening gown and be like not tired and you know. Yeah. No, I thought that was really an interesting moment too because she kept him up to literally the minute Desi walks in the yeah. door and be like, okay, time to put him down. Yeah. <laughs> like, Just to like, so he could see him and be like, hi daddy. For one yeah. second. And then the dad was like, I have a great relationship with my son. You know? <laughs> I yeah. see him for six yeah, seconds. Let, let me carry bed. him for ten seconds. Yeah. 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 Cool. Say your prayers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Say your prayers. I Were you a good boy today? Yeah. <laughs> like, wow, this father is really contributing. <laughs> so invested. That was kind of funny, but we do often say that we think that they use little Ricky as it's like a cute shot. They need a cute shot in the middle. So they drag the baby out there. And so the audience just like, you know, yeah, it's just sighs and and likes the baby. They walk by the two double beds. They're like, how did they have it? How did they make this baby? Where did come from? The stork. (laughs) And what is something that you wish you saw more of in terms of women on TV or less of? I wish that I saw more of, I think representation in general is super important. I, work on a lot of casting projects where I know that if I present, say, a woman of color or say a woman who's over 50, you know, and I'm presenting them (laughs) as an expert in some way, 
I mean, the women that I have to present to networks can run circles around the white guys who are credentialed, run circles, meaning like they are a million times, have a million times more experience, are a million times more interesting or more attractive. There's just such a high bar for who is allowed to speak as a woman on TV. I'm just like, bring it down. Like, just (laughs) crack that ceiling and kick it as hard as we can. As ambiguously as possible, I'm going to try to explain this one this last thing that I had but basically I had to present experts who would be on a panel and I had one woman who was a Harvard graduate who had basically went as far as you could professionally to like prove that she was an expert and then she was up against a guy who had done a lot of podcast episodes on something <laughs> and but it was like oh but he's a white man and that's what people are used to that information coming from And when people see her, you're going to need to lower third her. You're going to need to be like, Harvard, though. So you should, I mean, she's a woman, but Harvard. Like, there's so many things that you have to, like, throw in Mm. to be like, but her opinion counts. And it's just, like, so over it. And I was, like, over it 20 years ago. So I'm like, I'm going to quit TV. Uh, (laughs) Our last question is, what would be your modern pitch for an I Love Lucy reboot? My modern pitch is... Instead of Lucy and Ricky, it's Lucy and whoever she's sexually attracted to. I don't know. Maybe it, maybe it's a lesbian couple. I don't know. Who knows? I think that their neighbors are people who don't hate each other. <laughs> Great. <laughs> are, are, it's a relationship between two people who are equals and don't hate each other. I'm like, I do just love Lucy. I don't want to... Um, perfect. You yeah. Know, the, the brand. Yeah, the formula is good. The formula is good. I think that if I, w- if I were to watch Lucy again, I would be like, I don't want her to have to always be like the dumb, dumb butt of the joke. Mm-hmm. You know, th- I think my biggest overall thing with Lucy is that like she is... The irony is that like her husband is this like successful entertainer in the show but she's clearly the entertaining one and that's like such an injustice to me (laughs) (laughs) yeah like she like and she always is like trying to get on stage which is such an injustice so i think that in a reboot scenario i think that uh, the clincher for me is to have her have like a fully realized career not because i'm a feminist and i think that all women can't be happy if they have children and whatever because she clearly wanted a career and didn't get to have one. So, like, whatever that career might be, you know, maybe she's a a famous YouTuber, you know? (laughs) Oh, my God, I believe that. I love that. (laughs) She's all about that micro content. Yeah, totally. She's a a momfluencer. She would have been a Viner. (laughs) She would have totally dominated Vine. Cool. Okay, well, that's all of our questions. So are we ready to dive into the app? Let's get into it. So what episode are we talking about this week? This week, we're talking about Sentimental Anniversary, which aired February 1st, 1954. What happens is Lucy and Ricky want to celebrate their anniversary themselves with a quiet dinner at home. The Mertzes plan a big surprise party for them. Classic. Yes. So we have another anniversary episode. Yeah. I think it's interesting because for the Mertzes anniversary... They were given a large appliance. Do you remember this? Yeah, but like Lucy and Ricky gave them a huge appliance for their house, which to me, it's like, I don't understand the terms of this friendship. Yeah, (laughs) I really don't get it. Like, you guys haven't bought me any appliances and like, we've known each other for years. Like, I don't understand. Yeah, I mean, maybe you guys should get on it. I don't own a microwave, so. 
I just say just a hint. I also okay. don't own a microwave Corinne. <laughs> Honestly, I don't want one. I didn't realize there were a lot of anniversary episodes because something that I thought was interesting was I never realized until watching this episode like how aspirational Lucy and Ricky mm-hmm. are. And like it's thirteenth. It's their thirteenth it's not like that's I don't know a lot about wedding anniversaries, but that didn't seem like a very significant one. And like she got furs. That looked disgusting. Thank they you. had like eyeballs. They were so very <laughs> icky. <laughs> and he got like really expensive golf clubs. And it it is like I know that the fantasy of like the American audience tuning in and being like, look at this cosmopolitan couple, and this is how they celebrate their anniversary. And then I think Ethel and Fred represent you know your neighbors next door who like right. getting an appliance would be a big deal. But I was like, this is so American capitalist. You know that like advertisers loved seeing storylines like that because yeah. they were like, when you see this couple sharing how they celebrate love through elaborate gifts and like through the you know yeah. Yeah, yeah, like, definitely. They were leisure gifts, too. Totally. Something yep. just for pleasure for both of them. Yeah. Where is Ricky going golfing? Like, So it's weird because I feel like we hadn't heard at all about... That he golfs. Th- at all about Ricky's golfing. Would. Yeah. Except last episode, they did talk about it. It was the first time. It made me really angry. This was literally the first note that I made was um, the golf joke when Lucy was like, these irons do this. And then the laugh track was like, ha, 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 ha. And I was like, I don't know what golf clubs do. Like, I and I felt like it, right. and be- it was an interesting experience because I was like, I bet a lot of women watching this would watch it and be like, oh, am I supposed to know everything about golf clubs? Because everybody else does. Because that laugh track clearly means that everybody thinks it's funny that she doesn't know about golf clubs. I literally was just like, a man wrote this. (laughs) So I I mean, when like women are like laughed at because they don't know trivial men information, that's deemed so important. It's like, it is such, it's so cringy to me. Some jokes aren't for you. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's very clear. You're like, oh, I'm not the intended intended audience. Yeah. But I think what sort of frustrates me about it in terms of Lucy is because at the time in the 50s, my grandma was watching this and there were three shows on TV. You know, my grandma or women who are watching this, they're just expected to sort of like sit and smile and laugh along with their husbands. And so I think that's where the sort of injustice on my end comes from when I'm like, this is clearly like written for a man. And he's like everybody's going to love this because I do. And my worldview is obviously the most important. So correct. (laughs) Yeah. And and mine's correct. (laughs) So I think, yes, I totally get that. But I think that that's where I was just like, we just have been like smiling along for so long. You know, that's what I, I sort of felt like. The sequence of events is she asks Ethel if Ricky's remembered their anniversary. Ethel confirms it. She asks Ethel if, He's already bought a gift. Ethel confirms it. She bullies Ethel into showing her where the gift is. She blackmails Ethel in the process. She yes. physically grabs her. <laughs> yes. And then she gets mad at Ethel because Ethel ruined the surprise. I don't think yeah, so. Ricky should not have told Ethel. Like, no. That's like, that was yeah. honestly his mistake. They tell each other everything. You no, know? but maybe Ricky told Fred. Yeah. Because Fred tells oh. Ethel everything. Uh, you know Fred and Ethel tell each other everything. Yeah. That's yeah. like the That's one probably gold, golden spot in their relationship is they have a very open path of communication. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they always know what the other team's plan is because yeah. they're always communicating. Yeah. Can we go back to talking about Lucy blackmailing Ethel? <laughs> yeah. She was like, if you don't tell me where the gift is, I'm going to tell Fred that you save some of your grocery money so you can buy a monkey fur jacket? <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm sorry. Is that ethical? <laughs> is that real? Ethical. Uh, eth- eth- ethical. Ethical. I mean, all furs bad, I but monkey don't see fur. Ethel like in a monkey fur jacket. Is that a thing? Would that even look good? I also don't know what the problem with <laughs> not spending all of your food allowance is. Given all the shade Fred shows to Ethel about her body, he'd probably be happy that they're like tightening the belt. Yeah, and honestly, Fred's still eating a lot. He's not <laughs> he's losing he's pounds. Getting plenty. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of jokes I didn't understand, Lucy does say, you've been sewing roast beef bones on a chuck roast. And the audience <laughs> laughed and I did not. I'm, I'm not here for meat humor. I'm not the, I am not the audience for that. I mean, context wise, I yeah. think a chuck roast is a lesser quality meat. And then she's sewing roast beef bones on it to make it look like it's the higher quality. Where my question is, where do you get like meat thread? <laughs> right, like, right. Great the question. Actual, can we find this on Pinterest? Is there like a how to? A Joanne like right. fabrics? Like, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I thought she used coupons if she went to Joanne. That's true. Yeah. Well, I also that's how she saved grocery. I think it's funny that I guess Fred would notice the bones. <laughs> know what? <laughs> yeah, he's doing like a, a like an anthropological study. Like this Ooh, is like a meat check. Yeah. <laughs> You should keep a running tally of all the meat jokes Ooh. just to see if that's so much meat. Yeah. Did so you meaty. pick up on that? I, I just thought it was weird. Yeah. Just it didn't even register to me at all. I was definitely just horrified at like the grotesqueness of Lucy's tactics. Yeah. Where, and, and cause also like, I think it's the scene starts with her being like, Oh, now I have to trick Ricky into like remembering our anniversary, and like mm-hmm. so she's got this whole like long game scheme, and then it t- somehow turns into her like ruining Ethel's day. <laughs> and I'm like, girl, you just like bought a present and are going to receive a present, and like Ethel's life sucks. Like, yeah. Leave her alone. Yeah, poor Ethel. So Ricky hid the gift in the piano seat. It's a foxtail fur. It's so gross. It's really <laughs> icky. <laughs> Has eyeballs. Yeah. So many heads. So many tiny It's like heads. a human centipede of foxes. <laughs> yeah. I don't like it. Is it warm? Because it, it's so skinny. <laughs> That's your note? That's a good question. <laughs> it just looks glamorous in theory. I don't think it's practical. Like a mink right. stole would give more warmth. I just don't want any reminder that like it used to live on somebody else's body. Mm -hmm. So Lucy's discovered her present. She knows what it is. I think she just wants to plan the anniversary with Ricky, right? Right. When he gets home. Well, and so he comes home and we find out, which makes more sense why he got such a nice present. He thinks it's her 15th wedding anniversary. Mm. Uh, Yeah. And she's like, wait, what? We've only been together 13 years. And he's like, well, uh. That was my my first wife. (laughs) Uh, I thought he was just going to say like, since we met or Yeah. I think right. it's sweet though that they were looking at all the old pictures. They're of, real. They're, they're the real pictures. Yeah, I see and Desi. Yeah. Yep. And she was showing little Ricky pictures of mom and dad. Yeah. And them skiing. That was Great. adorable. But those photos actually came from Lucy's dressing room. So I guess in the script they had written use the pictures above Lucy's cigarette box in her dressing room. Aww. They knew exactly where the photos were and they had noted for props to find them in the right place yeah no it was fun to see little baby desi and lucy mm-hmm. and then we saw baby fred and Ethel. <laughs> yeah that was a like the old version of photoshop they just yeah. took two separate <laughs> you know when they in movies oh now where gosh. they put yeah. pictures of young yeah. people together but the actors never knew each other yeah. 
it, that's yeah, exactly what it was. They weren't overlapping at all. No, they were like yeah. in their own little worlds. <laughs> just like they were just pasted. Pasted. Yeah. The weird thing though is they they looked almost the same age when they put the picture together, and yeah. we know Fred's like twenty years older. Yeah, that, that found that confusing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because I feel like when they met, Fred may not have had hair. Right. I don't if think we're she's following. ever seen him with hair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and I thought it was like kind of rude that they walk in also they just walk into each other's homes in a way i totally don't understand <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and then they come in and ricky is like cackling at the thought of fred ever being not old <laughs> like, yeah he's just not like, bald that's, yeah that's the funniest thing he just picture. can't even he can't even get a respectable look on his face yeah. when he's like i'm laughing at you yeah I felt bad for them as friends of them in that moment, too. Like, I felt bad in general, like, that they, like, had this ornate party plan for them. And they were like, we're literally having a night to get away from you. (laughs) And so, actually, I was glad that in the party that, like, they had had the surprise party. And then Lucy and Ricky got to have, like, their solo time. Mm -hmm. And then they still joined the party because I was like, I'm going to be very upset. If they do not make an appearance at their surprise party. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. I thought it was really sweet that Ethel and Fred wanted to throw them a party. I did too. Like, that's so nice. They don't get enough credit as their friends. They're not wealthy. It's a big deal. Like, that's a financial and that's a time commitment. Right. Though I did like the thing that they did with the gift where she changed the price. (laughs) Where Fred's like, take the price off. And she's like, no. And he's like, why did you spend this much money? And she's like, I didn't. I wrote that off. You know that Ethel's a home goods shopper. Hell yes, she is. My girl loves a deal. Well, one thing I was confused about, I don't know if anybody else had this trouble with it, but I thought maybe in the beginning that Ricky was planning with them a surprise party for Lucy. So so when Ethel says... I just got a call from the maitre d' at the Tropicana, which I guess right. where they were going to have the party. And she's like, oh, well, Ricky just called. And so, like, plans have changed. And so I thought that meant, like, Ricky was in on it with right, them. Right, yeah. And so he was trying to give Lucy what she wanted, but also have but the also, party. Yeah. And But all Lucy wants to do is stay in and have a romantic meal for two and I guess give the baby away for a couple of hours like they do. I thought that was sweet, but also yeah. I was like, do they have takeout back then? Like, yeah. just, I wouldn't want to cook my own right, anniversary yeah. meal. I was like, do you really want to do that? Also, you're in pretty much like just as fancy of a dress as you normally wear when right. Ricky comes home and you make dinner. I was like, I think you want to get out, Lucy. I don't, I think I didn't quite believe that Lucy wanted to stay in and like have a romantic I thought she was like gonna put the moves on him and like it was gonna be a seduction routine and then all of these people <gasps> show up if that show existed today that would totally be the yes. that it was like you know we've kind of lost it after the baby right. we got it you know it would be but like, now she's like let's fan the embers of our love back totally. into it yep like roaring fire. That would have been uh, a really fun episode. Yeah. So the dress that Lucy's wearing is gorgeous. I I have a note that says that dress. <laughs> yes. So two things you can't tell because it's not in color, but it's chocolate brown Ooh. with a periwinkle blue bodice. Ooh. Do we like that? And the reason that we know that is because they sold it as an outfit for the I Love Lucy doll. Oh, oh, oh you mean her anniversary party outfit? The oh, paper okay. doll, yeah. That's cool. There was a like lot of fun combo. merch at the museum <laughs> that I really... I was like, ooh, I need to think of this for Christmas gifts. I mean, even in black and white, it was stunning. stunning. Yeah. Great silhouette. I loved it. Yeah, it was good. And the bow and... But it makes me wonder, can you sit? 
what can you do with a bow that size on your hip? Right. Serve your husband. Yeah, Smile. That's correct. <laughs> to, to go back to the dinner thing that I thought was a little confusing. Also, like one of my most deeply seated fears is that I'm going to light my house on fire by leaving the oven on. So mm. she's cooking dinner. She's telling him why I'm making that what I had from the first anniversary. And then they just like chill in a closet for three hours. I'm like, what happens to this meal? Like, why is the house not burnt down? Why is it burnt? Like, I'm just afraid. I like, I'm afraid of fire. I was sad (laughs) for that champagne bottle that they threw across the room to distract everybody. I was like, "Um, you know, Lucy's going to have to clean that up. Yeah. And also Ethel probably bargain shopped for that. (laughs) She like went to Beth Mouth. Like, make sure she, like, bought something on sale. She's a card-carrying yeah. Bethmo member. <laughs> About the dinner as well. Yeah. Lucy says she's serving what they ate on their first anniversary, and Ricky says raw potatoes and burnt <laughs> toast, right? Yeah, yeah. And she's like, I'm a better cook now, Ricky. Yeah, it's been 12 years. <laughs> I can Props. do things. Ladies can do stuff. <laughs> but so the whole scheme of this evening is they don't want anyone to know that they're home. The Mertzes always just come in. Right. So they're going to make it seem like they're going out for the evening. Right. They tell the Mertzes that Ricky has a business dinner. Yeah, with yeah. Rogers and Hammerstein, yeah. Hammerstein, Hammerstein. I, I, I say it the wrong way, so I think I say Hammerstein. Rogers and Hammerstein of Rogers and Hammerstein Cinderella, correct? Yes. Of Oklahoma, of Carousel. Yes. Ricky himself is flabbergasted. <laughs> yeah. So then they make it seem like they've gone out to dinner, and then they sneak back into their apartment, right? And they exchange gifts. And Lucy kind of slips and reveals that. She's already tried on the fur with her gray dress. Yeah, he's like, do you like the color? And she's like, yeah, you should see how it looks with my gray dress. Classic. (laughs) Well, and then she goes to the golf clubs, which, like, to be fair, neither of them hid them in a very good spot. Right. No. I mean, that didn't even try. Right. How do people I like in New York apartments hide have gift. surprise gifts? Yeah. Get a storage unit to hide things. It's yeah. truly inconvenient. Why didn't they use the apartment across the hall, Fred and Ethel's? Yeah, right? They don't want to get them involved. I actually, yeah. Yes. Right, good point. Yeah, so Ricky's found the clubs, he's practiced with them, and he hid the putter under the couch. Didn't see it coming. Didn't see it I laughed so hard. I know, that was a nice little surprise. <laughs> it was. It was nice. I don't know. The one thing I found a little bit unrelatable, and maybe it's just like I'm more, more scattered brain than Lucy is it possible um was that she immediately she's counting them and right. she's like she notices something's missing and so she's like oh this isn't right and so she goes back in to look in the closet and so then we discover because he pulls a putter out and puts it back and she immediately comes back and she's like where did this come from and I would have been like, I counted uh, wrong. I, right, totally. I'd be like, oh, there it is. Thank yeah. God. I'm relieved. I, I don't math. Care. Am I right? <laughs> I, I really respected that because she was like, I know how many were here. And you are busted. I was like, this. I would have totally given up there. Yeah, just, me yeah. too. I, I'm just like, oh, my brain is yeah. dumb. Yeah. I don't know how many golf clubs there are. I don't know. There were some. And yeah. now there are some, some yeah, number. I that and was some more. But I she mean, doubled down. So. She did. And then she got him to admit it. Which I also felt like I liked it not because it was a good surprise, but it was also like they belong to each other in yeah. a way. Like they're both so similar. You know, they're both doing the, you know, I liked sweet. it for, in that regard. It was yeah. really sweet. Anything that feels like them being equals feels good. Yeah. Yes. They end up hiding in the closet when yeah. all the people come to the party. Yeah, they hear the Mertzes coming in. So they run into the closet. <laughs> and she wraps up the entire, like, a 
beautifully set table in a it wraps it in the tablecloth yeah. and they just run into the closet which like a coat closet goals that like i want to live in a house where me and my husband can fit in the coat closet right yeah like, that's a real estate goal it's a fire hazard <laughs> i know when they had i thought something was gonna happen when they had those candles close to all, of their, all the fabric all their fur. <laughs> burnt fur yeah. i thought something was i was like is something gonna happen here right? are they gonna be for are they gonna get smoked out literally yeah. like, the 13th anniversary is the fire anniversary right <laughs> at least they die doing what they love right? yep just like being close to each other in low life yeah high drinking together yeah. <laughs> passions include yeah yeah I, I mean it was very sweet and also the moment before they were in the closet where they're like given some real kisses like that was like some yeah real heat i yeah. was feeling and i was like this is 1954 and i'm like hello yep. what are we doing Aww. here that's a real couple it was a cool way to like establish like a real intimacy that like if they like their ultimate like intimate night could be spent sharing like this little secret and like this yeah it was it was cute very cute very aspirational so fred and ethel come in and they have party supplies cake they have a cake they have champagne paper Mm -hmm. napkins paper napkins i imagine they got it all at the dollar store good work and yeah then there's the little lighter trick right she's trying to trick her on the price (laughs) also like would you give a couple a lighter to share like that feels like a weird was it engraved i thought for sure fancy lighter but like who gets to keep it like that's yeah who's well i don't know man always lights the ladies cigarettes yeah so i just unrelatable content i don't need a lighter (laughs) if you give me a lighter for my birthday in november i will be confused they're trying to sneak out because fred's gone to the kitchen and ethel's distracted but then she needs her napkins and ricky hands them to her like a ghost like a creepy ghost and then fred says thank you from the or you're welcome or she says thank you and fred says you're welcome from the kitchen kitchen. and (laughs) ethel's face was so funny <laughs> Fred just also says you're welcome for doing nothing. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's like, like used to it. Yeah, thanks for like, existing, sure. Fred. <laughs> like I will take credit for whatever it is yeah. you, are, <laughs> you are thinking right now. And she's like, well, one of us is crazy. And I was right. like, well, well, okay. well, or both. Yeah. They have a little argument. Lucy and Ricky sneak back into the closet because there's a knock at the door. And it's all these friends we've never met before. Yeah, these yeah. party guests. Who are these people? I don't know. I assume one was Carolyn. And yeah, the- there was like Barbara Pepper in there. You know, a lot of the familiar faces. The usual the suspects. suspects. Yeah. Kaiser Sose. Um, all there. <laughs> but yeah, then Lucy and Ricky are still in the closet. And I guess it's 10 o'clock. And I, what I look, what I liked so is long. this was Lucy's Lucy's plan was just to spend a night alone with her husband and they're like in this situation where they like can't really have a conversation and they're just they just spent like two hours kind of like drinking champagne and like making googly eyes at each other that's really cute yeah Yeah. she got exactly what she wanted yeah yeah and plus because she has the beautiful friendship with her neighbors and a personal party after yeah for cake and champagne she's literally having her cake and eating it too she really is and she deserves that but yeah then they're like finally want to get out so they throw the champagne bottle across that's really what if they'd hit someone but they throw it across the room also run out what a waste that was the real tragedy I think they'd already drank it. They probably already drank it. I think they drank all of it. They were drunk on the floor 
or the closet. Drunk in love. Um, I also thought it was fun that Ricky gets to save the day and he gets to like very come sporty. up with the idea. Yeah. And they yeah. like the couples that hijink together stay together. Like yes. they were doing the hijinks together, which I really loved because they usually pair up girl, girl, boy, boy. Mm-hmm. So the fact that they were together doing hijinks. It's a perfect anniversary activity. It was you the really 13th anniversary. Like that relationship. <laughs> yeah. The 13th anniversary is the hijink anniversary. anniversary. Traditionally. That's yes. actually, I, if we can make that a thing, I think. Lucky we 13. Could, we, yeah. <laughs> it's gonna get wacky. Yep. I mean, this is these are all the things I'm just gonna lay on the table when I meet the love yeah. of my life. It's like this is what we're gonna be doing for the rest <laughs> of our lives. Just to so we're clear for the 13th hijinks anniversary. <laughs> should we? Should me and whoever I end up with at, move into the same building as you guys? And yes. we'll oh switch. God. We'll just we'll jink, switch off being we'll be like jinking. The, the I mean, and... Isn't that everybody's dream? Right. Like. It's, it's like, that's my forever, my dream. <laughs> Jinx for days, yeah. for years, forever. But also, like, I was going to say that, like, that's my dream, but, like, not quite because sometimes I just, like, need to get away from people. <laughs> Whereas, so I'm like, when I watch this, I'm like, you know, this whole thing falls apart if Lucy and Ricky just lock their door. You know, <laughs> but they they're landlords. Oh, they went to get the keys. <laughs> That's the problem. Is there's like no You're boundary. Right. They yeah, legit no have access. access. Yeah. Like they <laughs> legit have access anytime. Access anytime. <laughs> That's a really good point. Access uh, cannot be denied. Yeah, like, it cannot be denied. Too bad we're coming in. Right. When I think like the the, the actual dream scenario is like you live right next to or in the same building as your best friends, but they, like, go out of town a lot. Yeah, yeah. I think, or you just respect each other's boundaries. Like, yeah, that's so bad. Yeah. And also the thing that, I mean, we talk about this a lot, but just the idea that, like, as the word to use, to borrow the word you were using, like, they're just so much more aspirational. Like, they're just, their lives are so much more comfortable than Fred and Ethel, and Fred yeah. and Ethel just have to, like, sort of skate along on their coattails of, like, oh, I'm be nice to be young and rich and attractive yeah, yeah. Like, and like be go to the Tropicana like as your job you right know? and so it's like kind of makes me sad sometimes I know it's true I did like seeing the young doe-eyed Vivian dance seeing a young Ethel in that photograph yeah I I thought so many pieces of this episode were so genuine from the real photos of Lucy and Desi as a young couple and like even Desi laughing at the picture of Fred, that was like his genuine laugh. <laughs> it just, it feels like actually, like it, even in terms of like this episode is about their anniversary, it did actually feel like a special one that like was, that felt really celebratory. Yeah, it was actually, it was shot two weeks after their real anniversary and the fictional ah, Desi and- Sketches. The fictional Ricky and Lucy and Desi and Lucy have the same anniversary, which is November 30th. A lot of it was so true to life. It just felt sweet, the whole thing. Yeah. This one was fun. It was really sweet. I really loved just them, you know, saying happy anniversary and I love you in the closet together. It was just so nice. They just wanted to be together and they got that. Everyone won and I really liked that. They did. Everybody did win. Nobody was like, I was actually holding my breath because I was afraid that it was going to come to air and then people would be hurt by the trickery. Totally. And the fact that it just, like, all everything was fine in the end, everybody got what they wanted. I was like, this is so, like, you really did feel like you were celebrating along yeah. with them. Because, like, you got through, you felt like you were getting through it with them. One thing we now know, because, like, with Lucy as a performer, we've heard her sing. She can't really sing. We know she's, like, she wants to be on stage. She doesn't really have a lot of, of the skills, maybe, the, the chops. 
both she and Ricky proved themselves to be very good at acting very suppressed. Yeah. Whatever they needed to be. So yeah. I was like, let's put that on her special skill. They are actors. Yeah. Uh, and I wanted to just give her a little shout out. Yeah. No, Ricky definitely carried it too with the golf clubs because the audience doesn't know he's found right. them where they know Lucy's faking it and that's kind of a laugh. Right. But he, he like really had a great reaction to the golf clubs and then you find out it's all fake. He knew right. the whole time. Yep. And then when they come in the surprise party at the end, and they're like, oh my god, you're here! One thing I want to say about surprise parties, I think if you're going to have a surprise party, if you can, don't do it in their house. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good... Because a house is tricky, because people have plans to do things in their house you that like know. maybe they don't want people to be yep. there. You can run into a lot of trouble. Which gets tricky. Great television. <laughs> <laughs> so for life, don't yeah. do it in your house. On a TV show, always totally in your right. house. <laughs> so yeah, and what that was actually something that really stood out to me, just like watching it and being like, oh, I have to talk about this whole episode. It actually was interesting to watch a show where they do not leave that room the entire time Mm. except for like the hallway the kitchen but it is just interesting to be like oh we're watching a play and it's strange to like see that and see it like work so well can we hear about your other projects oh yeah so i have a podcast called take down the patriarchy with jen and solange it's very exciting. You know, it's a subtle name for a podcast. <laughs> Don't know what uh, that's about. <laughs> we basically take um, like some piece of pop culture, like movie, film, TV, or even just like an article that's like been going around and just like kind of like look at it through a feminist lens. We're both stand up, so we talk about comedy. And so I do that. And I also run a show called The Ladies Room. And that's a monthly show. And we basically um, bring women who we think are funny and we br- have a headliner each time. And our headliner is usually somebody who we just like have a comedy crush on and we want an excuse to reach out to. (laughs) So I host and produce that. And yeah, those are my two comedy projects right now. September 28th. Cool. Yeah. So that's the next one at three clubs, 8 p.m. Back at the three clubs. It's a Friday. Back at the three clubs. Yeah. Where can we find you? Where can our fans find you? Oh, please do. Um, On Twitter, I'm Jen Odd. So J-E-N-O-D-D. Um, on Instagram, I'm that, but then add the number one. <laughs> it's humiliating. I know. She's the Jen Odd Zero. Yeah. She's about to get a DM. That's right. Uh, <laughs> Sliding uh, right yeah, into those the, are the Yeah, those are the two pl- uh, best places to find me. Uh, Ladies Room is Ladies Room LA on Twitter. On Instagram, it's Ladies Room LA. But there's an underscore between the words. <laughs> and take what we can get. You take what you really do. And take down the patriarchy's TDTP podcast on Instagram. Well, thank you for coming and hanging out Thanks, with us. Thanks, ladies. This was so Lucy. fun. Thank you yeah. for joining us. This was a really good time. Yeah. I love uh, Lucy. <laughs> so do we. <laughs> and where can our fans find us, Allison? Uh, we're on Instagram at We Love Lucy Podcast. On Twitter at We Love Lucy Pod. We're also on Facebook at We Love Lucy Podcast. Any thoughts and feelings you can direct to us at our email, we love Lucy Pod at gmail.com. Okay. Adios, Lucy. See you later. Bye. Bye. Bye.